Welcome back to another MicroConf Tactics episode. I'm Rob Walling, and today we're going to dive in on how to validate your SaaS idea fast with a step-by-step validation process. This episode takes the audio from a YouTube video of the same title where I talk for 10 or 12 minutes about how to validate SaaS ideas. If you want to check out that video, click the link in the show notes. Before we dive into the audio, I wanted to let you know that my fourth book is coming out with a Kickstarter in just a couple of months. It's called The SaaS Playbook, Build a Multi-Million Dollar Startup Without Venture Capital. And it encompasses the vast majority of the learnings that I've done over the past 10 plus years, building, growing, launching, investing in B2B, mostly bootstrap SaaS companies. If you're interested in checking it out and getting on the announcement list, head to sasplaybook.com. And with that, let's dive in to how to validate your SaaS idea fast. In this video, I'm going to walk through a step-by-step process to validate your SaaS idea in less than 30 days. In fact, I'm going to walk through the two most common ways to validate a SaaS idea. And if you stick around until the end, I'll tell you a third approach that I think is even better. I'm Rob Walling. I've started six companies. I've written three books on building startups, and I've invested in more than 100 SaaS companies. So I want to start off by talking about the difference between idea evaluation an idea validation. So evaluation is where you take an idea and you run it through criteria. And I actually have a framework called the 5PM framework for evaluating SaaS ideas. And if you want to hear about evaluating an idea and you want to hear about this 5PM framework, head to episode 628 of the sister podcast to this YouTube channel. It's called Startups for the Rest of Us, where I walk through this framework of how to think through evaluating an idea. And this is really helpful if you have 10 ideas, 20 ideas, you can't validate all of them, right? Validation is where you start taking steps to find out if people are interested, if you can gather the traffic, and if this is going to be a reasonable idea to pursue. Validation is a continuum. You're never going to get to 100%. With a ton of validation, a bunch of people on an early access email list and 20, 30, 40 people who have committed to pay for it, you're still at, what, maybe 60, 70% that this is going to work? You're you're just never going to get to 100% validated. And in my career, I validated a lot of things. So I validated a SaaS app called Drip before we wrote a line of code. I validated my first book, Start Small, Stay Small with a landing page. I validated our conference, MicroConf, that, you know, this YouTube channel is named after the company MicroConf. I validated my SaaS accelerator called Tiny Seed before we did anything. We put up a landing page because we wanted to see if there was interest from founders and interest from investors. And lastly, I validated an online community that I started about a decade ago for early stage startup founders by putting up, again, a landing page, finding out if people were interested. In this video, I'm going to focus on two approaches to validation, but I did want to talk about kind of the gamut of approaches that we see in the independent SaaS space. So MicroConf runs a state of independent SaaS survey where we survey hundreds of bootstrapped and mostly bootstrapped really non-venture track SaaS founders. And we put together a report every year. And in the 2022 report, we asked folks, how did you validate your idea? And from most popular to least popular, the options were 33% built a prototype or an MVP, 20% asked their audience, 18% combined got verbal commitments or pre-sales, 7% copied a competitor, 7% put up a landing page. Now, what I'm going to do in this video, I'm going to talk about the verbal commitments or pre-sales, and I'm going to talk about landing pages. And which you use depends on the space you're going into, whether it's high touch or low touch. If you look at this list of approaches to validating, really the prototype or MVP, in my opinion, should come after 
you've set up a landing page or you've done your verbal commitments or pre-sales. I feel like just building a prototype or MVP is probably a recipe for really not validating because you're putting in work before you go have these conversations. In addition, asking your audience, which is also a popular one, I think can be pretty dangerous. There's this thing I call the curse of the audience, and it's where your audience really likes you. And if you say, would you like a new tool that does X, Y, Z? They often will tell you what you wanna hear because A, they like you, they're trying to support you, they're not trying to make you feel bad, and B, an audience, no matter how big, you're gonna plateau. I've seen it firsthand, I've seen it secondhand. A lot of folks with small to medium sized audiences launch that SaaS and they get up to 1,000, 5K, maybe 10K a month, and that's it, and then they plateau. So today I'm not gonna assume that you have an audience. And the other one I'm not gonna cover is copying a competitor. I think that's interesting validation. I actually don't think that's a terrible way to go as long as you have some type of differentiation, but we're not gonna cover that in this video. As I said, we're gonna cover landing pages, for low touch funnels. And I'm also gonna cover having conversations and getting either verbal commitments or pre-sales. So with that, let's dive into validation via landing page. So you wanna validate via a landing page when A, it's really a low touch or no touch funnel. If you're not sure what those terms mean, we have a companion video on the best SaaS funnels to use. And you can search this channel or just look in the description of this video and we'll link to it. But essentially what you're trying to validate here when you have a low or no touch funnel is, can I drive enough traffic to make this make sense? That's kind of your first risk. The other risk is, can I build something that this traffic will want to buy? But realistically, then you have to go build it. Because let me give you an example. If you're building something that's gonna be $10 a month, $20 a month, going out and building that and trying to have conversations with individual people, I question if that's a great use of time. I actually think there's a bigger risk and can I just market this thing? Can I get people to a site? And in the end, if you do get 1,000 or 10,000 people a month coming to some site, a landing page or a full-blown blog, if you get folks coming to that looking for something, the odds are reasonable that you may be able to spin that into something that these folks actually want and are willing to pay for. And the idea with building a landing page is to really build an email launch list because just having people coming to a site is fine, but getting them on a launch list, getting them to opt in is really the measure that you're looking for. If you're sending 5,000 people a month via these traffic channels I'm about to mention and no one's signing up for your email list, you have a problem. The typical approach to getting traffic to that landing page is to talk about it a lot, to talk about your idea, to go on social media. You can ask for advice or you can tell people what you're building. You can talk about it in entrepreneurial groups like MicroConf Connect, the SaaS community that is connected to this YouTube channel or a community like Indie Hackers or even like Show HN, which is Hacker News. You can go to beta list and add your idea there. You can go to Reddit. You can do podcast or YouTube tours, Q&A sites like Quora and Stack Exchange. I've seen folks build pretty amazing launch lists or even actual product, you know, do marketing on those sites. Or you can even use pay-per-click. I did this when we were validating Drip. I drove traffic from Facebook ads and Google AdWords to our landing page to, to see if people were interested in a new type of email service provider. And the idea behind this list is A, to gauge are people interested and B, to start having conversations with folks on that list. You can guide your product direction, you can get early revenue when you launch, and really it's a mechanism to have this tightly knit audience, even if you already have an audience, whether it's on social media or something else, getting people to opt in to want to hear about the, that particular idea or who at least are acting like they're interested in that particular idea can have a lot of value. And so those are the ways that I would send traffic to the landing page. And the question is, you know, how do you validate an idea by doing this? And I said it earlier, but if no one's signing up for that email list, it's probably not a great idea. If you're getting 
10% of people, 5% of people who hit your, your landing page to sign up for it. That's interesting. You know, it depends on the type of volume you're sending. I had a landing page at one point where I got 30% opt-in, like that the traffic was so tightly connected to the message. It was such a good fit that 30% of people who visited opted in. That's a pretty high number. If you're having more cold traffic, sending Facebook ads or whatever, you're probably going to get in that 5%, 10% range and consider it a success. Now, this doesn't fully validate the idea. You're not at 100%, but at least you have a signal. You have one more signal than you had in your evaluation, that 5 p.m. evaluation framework. And from there, start reaching out to people on the list. What might you be willing to pay for it? What exactly do you want me to build? And from there, it becomes conversations. And once you have some initial commitments and your idea is roughly validated, it may be time for you to build a prototype or an MVP. If you're not a technical founder or you're looking for an experienced developer to help you build that MVP, you should check out this video sponsor, Lemon.io. Cut down on hiring time by working with vetted developers at competitive rates. Get 15% off your first four weeks working with their engineers by going to Lemon.io slash microconf. That's lemon.io slash microconf. So now let's switch it up and talk about conversational validation. This again is also called customer development. It's called getting pre-purchases or just verbal commitments. This is not something that you're going to drive traffic to, you know, a website later on and people are going to convert automatically. Even if it's not enterprise, maybe it's a one call close, you do a demo and you, you know, you get folks to sign up. This is a really good approach to validating ideas that are, have more of a medium or a high touch funnel. And I've seen folks do this in two ways. You can do cold or you can do it warm. And to hear the story of a founder who made 70 cold calls to find and validate their SaaS idea, check out episode 589 of Startups for the Rest of Us, and you'll hear how the founders of Senior Place validated their startup idea. It's a great story, but it, it involved making a bunch of cold calls and saying, I have this idea, would you buy it? And what he found out was people weren't interested in the idea he was thinking about building. They were interested in a slightly different idea. And so before they wrote any code, they had already pivoted into this other idea, and they've had pretty amazing success since then. So that's cold validation. Let's talk about warm validation. This is where you look at your network or at your audience. And I know I talked earlier about asking your audience can be dangerous, but realistically, if you're asking them in aggregate, I think there's more danger there. If you're having individual conversations with people, it can be interesting. Like you can learn a lot from them. And so the idea is like, look for advantages when you choose ideas. If you have a network or an audience launching into that space, you have a unique advantage that other people don't have. Now, I like to say, if you're launching SaaS, build a network, not an audience. So if I didn't have either, I would start by trying to build a network in this space. If I already had one or the other, it's an unfair advantage and you can use it because you can go to your network, which is what I did when I validated Drip and I emailed a bunch of founders that I knew, speakers at MicroConf, folks we'd hosted over the years. And I asked them, would you be interested in a tool like this? Or if you have an audience, you can obviously start talking about it and either drive folks to a landing page or invite people to connect with you directly and then have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. And these conversations are not a sales pitch. In fact, in my calls, when I validated ideas, I would lead with, you know, I'm a developer, not a salesperson. I have this idea and I'm curious if you'd be willing to pay $50. Like, is this worth $50 a month to you? And then I would describe the value prop and kind of how it would work. And when I validated Drip, I had 17 phone calls and I wanted to get to 10 yeses. 
that my goal was 10. Now, Jason Cohen from WP Engine, you can look him up. He's an amazing entrepreneur. He validated WP Engine. I believe he got 40 yeses before he was going to set out to build it. For me, I wanted 10 yeses. And at that point, I told my developer, start building this idea. If you want to hear the full story of how I validated Drip and even see the content of the emails I was sending out to my warm network, check out the YouTube video on this channel called How to Validate Your Idea and Launch to 7K in Recurring Revenue. In addition, if you want to go deeper on this, there's a book called The Mom Test that talks about how to ask questions during this phase in a way that doesn't lead them. You're not pushing them. You're not trying to sell them on this. You really are trying to find out would they pay for this? You want the honest answer. Would they pay for this if you built it? In a minute, I'm going to tell you about the third approach that I think is an even better option. If you've been enjoying this video, it would be amazing if you could hit the like button and subscribe to this channel. We're putting out videos like this every week, tactical deep dives into validating, building, launching, and growing your SaaS company. So this third option I want to talk about is actually what I did with Drip. And I did both of the above. I had conversations early on to find out if people were interested in paying for it. Then once they were, the developers started working on it and I built a landing page. And then I went and did all the marketing approaches that I talked about above. And I wanted to build that pre-launch list. You know, I didn't just want 10 people interested. In the end, we had, I believe, 3,400 people on an email launch list that were interested in our product. And it made our launch day pretty incredible. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed as I walked through how to validate your SaaS idea in less than 30 days. I'll see you in the next video.